Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't You don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike Show I'm not. Yes, and the Bulldog. WGR Sports Radio 550. Combine week. Wide receivers are all the uh, the talk. Noted draft analyst, esteemed draft analyst Daniel Jeremiah. I think at esteemed. Le- I think at, esteemed. At least noted. Works. Yeah. At least no- noted. I mean, people have made a note about him. Yeah. Noted. He's he's a he's a known. Analyst. It's a name you know. Do you have to spend a certain amount of time being noted before you become esteemed? Is there a a number attached to how many times you've been noted and then you graduate to esteemed? I I think esteemed, you've got to have won something. Mm. Like a mock draft ranking. Okay. Mock draft of the year. They have that. Sure, they They do. They have a competition. Somebody keeps track. Yeah, sure. Daniel Jeremiah, that's enough about him. Has 12 receivers in his top 50. And in the last few minutes, Harrison's not going to run. The next guy is Malik Neighbors. He's not going to run. They think he's like 4-3, but he's not going to run. The third guy is mm-hmm. Odunze. I mean, that's just the consensus ranking. Most people have it like that order, top three. Uh, he is going to run. And this is, I mean, it's been a while since I've sat here, but one of these recent shows um, sort of had the thought that, like, if you're a Bills fan, you might want to root against the guy you want at the Combine. Right, run like a 4-5-5 five, five, if you believe he's a certain, you know, level of quality. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he'd be esteemed. I mean, young receivers, usually that's not no. a label. Uh, no. But, yeah, push him down to you. Push him down. Yeah. Would that Would that be something you would subscribe to? Like Brian Thomas or somebody where you just sort of hope he bombs. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. 
Although maybe he's not even like necessarily going to go early enough where really it's the Odunze maybe is the one uh, where you just sort of hope they uh, don't run their best at the combine and then people start to ask questions. The the interesting, because that's just silly. The interesting thing though, and this is, we've, we've been on this. You tell me if you if you ran away from it last week or something. I have no idea what you what you did last week. Me either. Okay, you came in though. Yeah, I was okay, here. good. I was here. I was okay, here. good. Yeah, thank I, you. Yeah, the show was. The yeah, we did shows. Yeah. The thing that's interesting, of course, is if you have twelve in the top fifty, like the record for I think I saw maybe from Daniel Jeremiah, the record for receivers picked in the top fifty is eleven. What should you want to do? If you're picking at 28, I mean, there might, it might even be a better question if you knew what the top 60 number was, not the top 50, because the Bills will have a second pick, mm-hmm. you know, barring trades, which you do not want to do, uh, it, you know, because the Bills have made a lot of these trades. Yeah. In the top 60, then is it like 15? Is it still 12? Those trades usually don't cost you a second round pick, though. So you're probably going to have that second pick. I mean, unless they went way sure, up or no. something, right? It's usually a couple of spots and therefore like a mid round pick or something gets that done for they, them. They give up their fourth to move up two spots in the right. first round, right? Which I don't love, but that doesn't affect this. Although, in a way, it does. I mean, it's, I don't want to make the, the argument about trading up or trading down. It's just there is some sort of tiers right like some of these guys are really similar we already know how hard it is to predict it and if you have you've got harrison neighbors odunze fourth overall fifth overall 10th overall right top 10 picks Mm -hmm. then i've got nine you know theoretically between 11 and say the end of round two just to make it interesting what should it's back to what we bet on whether you'd want to pick the receiver in the first round. If the you know what I'm saying? Like if the fifth best guy is comparable to the twelfth best guy, then I want to wait. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be um that's gonna be something that we'll be, I think, debating for you know weeks, months. What do we what do we got? We got a couple of months still, right? Oof. Um I I'm I'll make it. Yeah. I'll no, make I'm it. confident two yeah, months. We've done it before. So um yeah, I mean, that's going to make a lot of sense to to debate whether or not, you know, they need to fill a different spot. Um, or, you know, it also depends on, that, you know, like 12 in the top 50. Is that a ranking or is that these are how many players I think are getting picked? Because that can right. be different. Like right. most people that I read are telling you Harrison's the top player in the draft. Right. But not our guy Chris Trapasso. He's he's got neighbors ahead of <laughs> of Harrison. I think in his that rankings. Is, that is spicy. Um, but nonetheless, so like you know, t- twelve prospects rated in the top fifty is not the same as Daniel Jeremiah or any other analyst telling you there's going to be twelve receivers chosen in the top fifty. Good point. It could uh, happen that way. I suppose I did not know this nugget about there being previously a high of eleven. Uh, in the top 50, but if you're just ranking players versus ranking or or predicting draft landing spots, like those are different exercises. That's right, and that's critical to keep in mind. Receiver is a position, though, I think, where anybody could talk themselves into it. You know, it wouldn't be, there wouldn't be 12 quarterbacks in the top 50 players, maybe ever, in a draft, but, you know, a handful of teams, half the teams maybe, would just never. 
But receiver, you you want to have mm-hmm. five, six guys who can play. It seems like it's almost unanimous that this is a very special year at that position. Some teams, even Tennessee, like t- teams, new coaches, this is the league, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost it's almost the same thing because of that point, I think, this year. The point you make about, is he predicting that they go in the top 50? No, he's not. He's predicting, he, he's not predicting anything. He is saying, in his opinion, 12 of the top 50 players, a quarter almost, of the top 50 players are wide receivers. Really, I was trying to do this a couple weeks ago, having some feel for <laughs> if the Bills can get what they want at 28, and... You know, if, if you do it with this sort of an attitude, like go through the whole league and, okay, I can see wide receiver there. If their people think that there's such a special opportunity to draft one, almost anybody could do it. Then you have the Ravens and the Chiefs behind the Bills mm-hmm. who probably seem like all are perfect reasonable candidates. candidates to do the same thing the Bills are looking to do. Um, yeah, and so how many how many players... Like to me, the depth of the class can can be a favor to the Bills, um, and it also could could be I don't know I got to think of a way that it could be detrimental. But favorable would be you know once you get I, I, there's almost no question I think um, at least it would be surprising if either one of those top three guys made it out of the top ten. Let's say right, um, Doomsday Neighbors and Harrison Jr. So they go. And from, you know, 11 through 32, our team's going, well, you know, we need a tackle and there's not as many of those and we need a corner, but I've got all these receivers to pick from, so I'll just wait. And, you know, it's not to me far-fetched at all that the Bills could sit there at 28 and get the fourth receiver off the board. That's right. I've seen mock drafts that fall that way. Um, You know, if... There's some sort of a rush to them, and five or six of them, in addition to those top three, are are gone by 28. Then you know maybe it's not not maybe you haven't you know the, the glut of them hasn't necessarily done you a favor unless your guy is still, you know your favorite guy of that bunch is still there at 28. Then maybe you have to wait. You know like if they have their if they have their heart set on one of them right uh, the J- Thomas Jr. the LSU guy the other LSU guy, and he gets sniped at 25. Um, and the Bills don't get aggressive and move up to get him, and he they have a, a, a grade on him that's enough bigger, better than the next receiver, and there's two or three other positions that they're thinking about, then maybe they go the other direction and wait on receiver because there's not that much differentiating, in their opinion, this pool of receivers if they have a favorite and he, he disappears. If you think the Bills are sort of itching to get a receiver drafted like the, the if the bills are finally at a point maybe where everybody else you know like us the, the radio station has been for for a couple of years where they're like eager to do it they're totally trading up to do it don't you think like they, they do that anyway right it's it, to get your guy it would hard it would hardly be surprising team. if 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 they got if, you know if it gets to you know whatever the the the, the beyond pick 20 and they've got a guy, again, that they have elevated above, say what you will about whether that's a great idea or not, but, you know, they've got grades, so they're stacked up. Yeah, I could see them, you know, giving up a fourth to move from tw- – <laughs> what, what did they do last year to get Kincaid? It was two two spots. They could do that again. Um, you know, 
maybe, you know, it just, it's if they have their heart set on a guy. Like, we, we can sit here, like, I, I, I might fine-tune this, but there's any number of, like, four or five guys right now that I, okay, fine. You, you got that guy? Good. I'm, I'm happy uh, that you made that pick. Thomas. The Oregon kid. Franklin. Maybe Baker. Although I don't think you probably have to do him at 28. But we'll see how we'll see it shakes out once he runs, right? Right. Javon right. Baker. Javon Baker, Central Florida. Um, Leggett. And maybe one of the whichever one of the Texas guys you might prefer. Mitchell. Yeah. Adonai. Adonai Mitchell. Right. I never. I'm never sure. I saw a stat on him. It's well, it's partly on him from Scott Barrett, esteemed analyst Scott Barrett. He, he tweeted, here's a list of all wide receivers drafted first two rounds that had fewer than four career 100-yard college games since 2014, last 10 years. Philip Dorsett, Devin Smith, Doriel Green-Beckham, Marquise Lee, George Pickens, Kelvin Benjamin, Adonai Mitchell, Lad McConkey, Roman Wilson, Van Jefferson, Nicole Hardman. Three of those guys have not been drafted yet, but they're projected, mm-hmm. you know, at least in some places, Second round, so Mitchell and McConkey and Wilson would all sort of be in the scary right, company. Right, right. Of that Did list, not like have... Pickens might be the only guy that, that jumps out at you as like, a, oh, that's a number one receiver. Yes, but he is still a question mark, yes. you know? Um, that's not Odell Beckham, that's Doriel Green Beckham. Like, it's just bust city yeah, right there, right. Uh, including Benjamin, frankly. Yeah. So... That 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 is really, I think, the most interesting question that the combine brings out is the measurables versus the production. Like Nakua, I should refresh my memory on this. Like so, so Puka Nakua lasts until the fifth round, and then has the best, literally the best rookie wide receiver season of all time uh, with the Rams. And you know, you you try to find out like how does that how does that happen and he did have like production he did have um maybe not the speed or mm-hmm. i don't remember i just remember i'm thinking of his name for this probably a, a thousand other good examples just I, I think that's really like the best question that the combine asks if you will is all right so what is all this information worth somebody breaks records you know, the three-cone drill or something like that. Right. What do you want to do? DK Metcalf. There's a there's one I can actually speak on. Uh, where Metcalf had that zero score in the one. The, agil- the agility. Like, he ran straight line very fast, but, like, you know, d- the three-cone drill, I think he was yeah. sloppy in. Yeah. So, what's the lesson? Don't worry he, about the three-cone drill. <laughs> he's not the best receiver in the league, but... No, no but he's, he's good. A win. It certainly was great value for where he got drafted. Round two? Yeah. Maybe not great value, but good value. Yeah. All right. Also today, I I mean, I think the, the, the combine, the first... just This just happened today. Uh, I felt like there wasn't really much being reported or said until like half an hour ago and then like every, everybody is talking now agents everybody just got like Sal was supposed to get there at three did everybody just get there at three I, <laughs> um yeah. not being franchise tagged derrick henry saquon barkley josh jacobs 
I had assumed the, this on all three of those guys. I mean, Henry... Even though two of the three were franchised last year. Right? Yes. Barkley and Jacobs. Were and it went badly for... Yes. Th- those were predictably bad decisions. I make it sound so easy. You know, the these ha- these are productive players, you know, core guys on teams. It, it You know me, like, it just I would never want to pay the running back what those dollars look like, but it's easy to say that, and... You know, not right. I mean, it's easy to say that. Right. You've got a guy on your team that rushed for 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns last year, and you're going to let him go for nothing. Right. Which is what you should do. But like Saquon Barkley, it's hard to do. Is kind of the Giants. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's hard to do. Derrick Henry literally said goodbye to the fans on the field at their last game. Right. He, he He went back out from the locker room, got a microphone, and said goodbye to the fans. So pretty sure he wasn't going back there. Uh, cool op- opportunities for those two those two players' backups, um, Spears in Tennessee and uh, Zamir White, who was college in the college backfield at Georgia with James Cook for Vegas. All right, so the combine. One thing we'll talk about today, as we've been doing, eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Uh, Sal is arriving and he's scrambling because you have Sean McDermott coming up next hour. We don't know exactly when. And we'll talk to Sal maybe after that or some point uh, later this afternoon. This is an old email. I was not here last week. This is from Wednesday. But Bet Online put out 10 or 20 players who their next team will be if they aren't on the team they're currently on. The Bills are all over this list. I read, so I read, I read this whole thing on the air. You did? No, I didn't. It's The Bills are all over this list. I mean, it, it's... Fine. They are really good. They're missing a piece or something, you know? Like, you could take Kelvin Ridley and be like, okay, well, that's that's logical. Yeah. The cap might be an obstacle in all this, but (laughs) they're all over this list. (laughs) It's so good. Almost everybody. Uh, Not not Diggs. Diggs, he's listed, but, you know, the Bills, he already plays for the Bills. Also, not Baker Mayfield. The Bills came in very low. Yeah. As a candidate to sign Baker Mayfield, and they're not the. I, I did look at this email. I, as I recall, they weren't the top choice for anyone, but they were in the top two or three for a few guys. That's exactly right. Yeah, top right. Like, couple Ridley of running backs, or I don't even remember now. Ridley, their fourth. Yeah. Michael Pittman, their sixth. Mike Evans, their fifth. You know, just guessing with the odds here. Barkley could be the running backs too. I mean, Barkley's number was what, like fourteen million. That's, Those guys, that's, that, the tag that's what number? the franchise tag number is this year, yes. $14 million. $14 million. <clears throat> So that's insane. Right? Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the Bills could have a conversation about Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler. Like, There's all these known, uh, noted, mm-hmm. esteemed running backs here in the pool. And, you know, it's not just wild for me to think the Bills could want to add one of them. I think it's wild. They're just as a compliment to uh, Cook. They wouldn't. They wouldn't sign I, any of those guys. I. I. I mean, I, everything depends on price, but I think Jacobs, Barkley, Derrick Henry, maybe Eckler too, would all be perceived as coming in on top of Cook, and I don't think they're going to do something like that. Well, the Bills would not do that. They would make that clear. 
because really you have to go through the whole league, I guess. Um, Houston might be Singletary is a free agent too. I think mm-hmm. Houston might be a team where Baltimore is talked about for Henry, like where th- it would be no question that the player would do that because there isn't a guy who just finished fourth in the league in rushing right. on that team. But I just don't think that, you know, I've, I've always been sort of negative on Cook. I, I don't think the plan should be to just push his workload up further. He's just not big, you know? Like, he didn't. He, he did stay on the field. Yeah, he did I don't stay think on the they field. need to push his workload up further. I guess it, it depends on, I, like, I would take, for for all the time we've talked about how they finished the season and sort of juxtaposing that against how they talked about what they want to be moving forward after the season ended, explosive plays, win by passing, all that stuff. Of course, their actions during the season, during the actual games, were the opposite of that. And so if if they found it either tactically uh, smarter, in their opinion, or just more convenient to add running back rather than receiver – and and stylistically want to continue to be one of the, if not the, run heaviest team in the league, <coughs> excuse me, then I could see one of those moves to work in tandem. Um, and, and I do think that they will right. want to be that way. And I don't. So their actions maybe will lend us some clues. It doesn't have to be, I mean, but I, I think certainly if they if they reached out to a big name running back to bring in here to to have a timeshare with James Cook, that would be a sign that they they want to continue on the path that they started down in you know whatever it was late November or early December. Those guys are all different, and so that's important to to re- remember. Um, they're not all going to get the same money. Some Derrick Henry might still have a lot to give. Like he didn't exactly st- he didn't he, he didn't have the season Eckler did or Pollard did where. Pollard actually ramped a little bit back up, but both those guys were like, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Henry didn't have that season. Um, so within that group of famous running backs, there will be a range as to like what they can get on the market. And, you know, there's a chance to win here, if that matters. But Cook averaged over 18 carries in their last six games, including the playoffs, where he went for 18 in both games. And I just would not want the Bills to expect that. You know, why I say increase is for a while this year, I mean, it wasn't 18 18 carries a game until late in the year. You saw Murray and you saw Damian Harris or, you know, Ty Johnson, these other guys, cut into it a little bit more, and they were throwing more, which is probably the more important point. Well, I think rather than end up at one of those names and paying – even if it's some bargain rate because you convince the guy that he's got a chance to win a ring and he thinks that sounds really great, and so I'll come to the Bills for $6 million or something. Um, which, you know, I, I wouldn't want to rule that out considering how volatile that marketplace has been for running backs. Um, you know, maybe they play a waiting game and it lasts until training camps get here and they start signing these deals because it's the best they can do, kind of like what eventually happened last year. Uh, certainly to Eckler, anyway. He just, you know, okay, I found him coming back. Um, yeah. But I, I I would expect they augment their running back room 
from from the bargain bin with guys that are you know certainly names that you would know playing fantasy and, and maybe the average football fan would know them sort of like the way you knew Latavius Murray, um, but someone younger than that and like maybe they signed two of those guys because right now what, where are we at? I mean I don't see a way that Hines is on this roster at five million dollars or, or whatever close to his salary number. That's preposterous. They they got to do something about that. I think. So they're going to have an opportunity for all the talk about remaking the receiver position. It, it could be that Cook is kind of like the last man standing here. Murray's a free agent. Harris is a free agent, was injured. Don't know if he's even going to continue his career. Ty Johnson's a free agent. Uh, to me, Ty Johnson's a candidate to come back. Sure. And another guy like him, maybe a bigger guy, and I'm done. Like, that's that's what I – maybe they draft a guy, and, that, and that, that's that's one of these pieces too. Round six, they have three picks in, in uh, round six. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to join us, it's close enough to the draft. It's going to be a very drafty week with the combine. You're going to hear about three cone drills and all kinds of different uh, stats from the top college players. Sal's there. We'll get to Sal as we go today. Plus, we'll plan on carrying Sean McDermott whenever he goes, probably next hour, maybe as soon as four. So don't uh, miss that. Lines are open for you. What do you want from the draft? All these different topics. Free agency. We'd love to know. We'll get into some Sabres as well. Uh, another win. Another win. Three. Did I miss the first three game? That, well, you, and well, you're back for it. You're, it was just yesterday. Totally. They won their third I've been in a waiting row for, for them the first time three. all year, so you're, you're here just in time to yes. celebrate it with us. And a letter from the owner to the fans. We'll talk about as well. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, thanks for listening. This is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.